with the main chip watch. It's real talk. Man, it's real talk with your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. It's real talk. There we go. On this day off, but really a day on, this is Real Talk. I am Chip Washington, your humble host on this Monday. It is the 20th day of January. No, it's the 18th day, is it? What is today? The 18th, right? Yes, yeah, the 18th. 18th day of January, uh, 2021. Very happy uh, for you to be with us on this evening. Many of you... Uh, had the day off. It was a federal holiday in honor and commemoration of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on this day. So many folks had a day off, but it really is supposed to be a day on and not a day off, meaning a day on uh, of service of some type. Uh, that would be what Dr. King would have wanted. And that is why we are here this evening. We don't take days off on Real Talk. This is a very important show for you. I know you, you know, you you may not admit it, but you know, you you look forward to Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time as we are in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, uh, many of you may be listening from points outside of Memphis and Shelby County. And if you are, let me give you the following instructions so you will be better prepared the next time you listen to this fine piece of radio broadcasting. 97.1 FM WYXR, your crosstown radio station, is where you can catch us live and local here in town. If you are out of town, if you are out of uh, the Shelby County vicinity, if you're in another state, if you're in another part of the country, you can go to the TuneIn app, T-U-N-E-I-N, and in the search, put in WYXR. And you'll see a box come up with pretty little colors and WYXR, and you and you put and you punch that in, and you should be able to hear us crystal clearly, no matter where you are across this country. And if by chance you were busy during the six to seven p.m. Central Time hour, and why would you miss this show? But if you happen to miss the show, you can always go to their website, which is wyxr.org. O-R-G, Go up to the search box where it says Shows and Archives. Scroll down to where it says Real Talk on Mondays, and you will see me, and you will see the show, and you will be able to play what you missed. Everybody clear on that? 
Sounds like everybody's clear on that. Very, very good. I hope that you have had a good week since the last time we were able to reconvene about seven days ago. I hope everything's been good for you. I hope that you are upright, healthy, strong, and feeling well, even in the midst of COVID, which is still with us. And, yeah, just about to kill four, uh, 400,000 people uh, in this country in less than a year's time. And uh, just a reminder that COVID is still active out here so we can't let our guards down yet vaccines are out vaccines are on the way and we'll talk more about that in a minute but if you are celebrating a birthday anniversary or a special occasion uh, I want to say congratulations to each and every one of you a lot of birthdays today I noticed uh, on the Facebook line uh, but one in particular caught my attention and I wanted to uh highlight and wish a very special happy birthday uh, to my cousin daisy Orr. she is 85 years young today uh, she's in detroit michigan and i uh, wanted to to give her a special radio shout out i don't know if many of the salon family members are listening to this fine piece of radio broadcasting but if you did uh, or if you are uh, please uh, note if you hadn't had a chance to to uh, reach out to Daisy on this day, please do so. You still have some time on the clock, 85 years young. She and my mother were cousins, but they were really best friends, and they used to go to Vegas every year together. A few years there, they were going to Vegas. Uh, you know, one time a year they'd go, and and they'd hit those slot machines hard and uh, hit Tony Roma's uh, uh, yeah, I don't know about Tony Romo. It's, it's a barbecue place. It's really good, too, by the way, and for dinner. And they'd have a really good time staying. They stayed in downtown Vegas. And, uh, yeah, you know, Mom went to glory 2014, but uh, Cousin Daisy is still with us and uh, doing well. And I want to wish you a very special happy birthday. And I know Mom is smiling down on us as well. All right, so um, as we generally do this time of the broadcast, we uh, hit a few news and notes. And um, when are we going to stop? That is the first question I have on this show. When are we going to stop the violence? We're 18 days in a new year, and we have 21 homicides in the city of Memphis alone. Uh, The latest one was a 20-year-old young man who was walking up the street in Frazier from visiting his father, 20 years old. Uh, someone drove by, shot him several times, killed him right there on the street. Come to find out that it was a case of mistaken identity. He was visiting his father, and he lives in West Memphis. So, I mean, this, this kind of thing um, has become far too frequent an occurrence. And, you know, whether you want to hear about it or not, it is what we deal with on a daily basis. We just finished a year where we set an all-time record for homicides, 330, and we're already, you know, at 21, 18 days in a brand new year. I saw some sad prognostication in the newspaper the other day that said on this pace, we'd have over 470 homicides. You know, I, you know first of all, uh, that's an unimaginable number for me to even comprehend uh, here in the city of Memphis, but we you know we still have a problem here, and uh, you know it. It I don't know what we need to do. I honestly don't. I mean, you know, we've had these conversations repeatedly over and over and over again. 
uh, folks are frustrated, communities are frustrated, churches are frustrated, pastors are frustrated. You know, everybody's frustrated, but we need to try to do better. And, you know, I'm, I'm tr- I try to remain the hopeful optimist. And being that, I pray that, uh, you know, we will do a better job in trying to, I don't know, find better ways uh, to settle disputes that uh, we have amongst one another. Uh, that might be a good goal to set while we're still in January of a brand new year. In other news, as uh, we discussed, uh, the COVID virus is still um, raging, although it seems like the numbers here in Shelby County are stabilizing just a bit. 450 new cases. There's still a lot of cases, um, but, uh, you know, maybe things are starting to, to plateau just a bit. We will see what happens. The vaccines are going to start to roll out again uh, pretty soon. Uh, stay current on your Internet, on the Shelby County Health Department, Shelby Community. Uh, all those websites, contact the Shelby County Health Department. They have a number uh, that will let you know when you can call to make appointments. Uh, many people are waiting for their second vaccine shot. And um, there will also be, you know, shots again for the 1A1 group, which includes healthcare workers and, uh, you know, folks that work in long term facilities, uh, healthcare facilities, things like that, doctors and, and frontline workers, and even those 75 and older. So just uh, stay current. Uh, stay current in terms of uh, what the news is. Pay attention to the news because the vaccines are the only way. Uh, at some particular point that we're going to be able to combat this virus and maybe come back to some, you know, whatever the new normal is going to be as we move, you know, down, down the road. Uh, two days from now, we inaugurate a new president in this country. Uh, that is, of course, drawing a lot of attention from a lot of people, some for not a very good reason. We all know what happened on January 6th at the United States Capitol. Uh, There is a very large security uh, force in Washington, D.C. for this inauguration, uh, which takes place Wednesday at noon. Uh, Joseph Biden will be the next president. Kamala Harris will be the next vice president of the United States. And, uh, you know, we will see what happens as we continually move forward uh, with a new administration. We'll see. Uh, you know, how things, you know, move along as, as, as time moves along in terms of, of all of that. Um, in sports, I don't know how many of you watched the games over the weekend, but uh, uh, if you saw the New Orleans game, New Orleans Saints game last night against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks won. And, of course, this may or may not have been Drew Brees' last game uh, in the NFL. He has yet to decide that yet. But the way it looked yesterday, I'm thinking that the announcing booth looks pretty good right about now. Also, uh, Kansas City got a scare yesterday playing against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, But their quarterback, uh, Patrick Mahomes, got shook up. He got a concussion. He was knocked out of the game. Uh, I'm reading where it might be even be a neck issue so we'll have to stay tuned to that and see how that plays out uh, as the uh, championship rounds are headed our way this weekend also uh, the Tennessee volunteer head coach uh, was fired today Um, his name at the present time escapes me but uh, he was fired amidst uh, some investigations and some improper 
uh, financial dealings, and also the athletic director, Philip Former, who used to be uh, the Tennessee Volunteer head football coach, he retired as well. So uh, there's a couple of openings uh, in uh, Knoxville at the University of uh, UT campus up there, if anybody uh, feels like they might be interested in that. Um, the Tigers lost last night to Tulsa by one. We have to figure out a better way to close out these games. We really, really do. And uh, uh, Coach Penny said so last night himself. He said, you know, we got to be tougher. We got to be able to close these games out. So not the best expected year for the Tigers, but, you know, hey, we still have some time left on the clock as well in terms of this season. I think we have a pretty good show for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are, you know, going to talk a little bit about social justice with uh, Josh Pickler. Uh, Josh Pickler, he is the executive director of Just City, and uh, they basically deal with uh, um, criminal justice reform. And they got a big grant Big grant from the National Football League. We're going to talk to Josh Pickler about that in just a few minutes. We're also going to uh, have a conversation with Randy Hutchinson. He is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. And, yes, scams are everywhere, even with COVID-19. So I called him and said, we need to talk about that and need to – figure out exactly what these folks are doing, why they're doing it, and how we can prevent from being a victim. And um, Daryl Cobbins will be with us. Daryl is, is a real estate guy. He is the president of the 100 Black Men uh, group here in the Memphis in the Mid-South. And he's going to talk to us about a brand new initiative that is going to be uh, happening at the fairgrounds. So we look forward to having that conversation. So as we have set up a very nice show very happy to have you with us. Marquette is here. Adam is here. Shelby is here, too. So we're all here, and uh, we are hoping that you are all out there. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we'll get the show started with um, Mr. Spickler. And we are off and running. This is Real Talk. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We'll be back after this break. You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back. Crosstown Concourse was founded on the idea that we are all better when we are together, which can be difficult these days. Luckily, Concourse has over 1 million square feet of indoor and outdoor space, so you can spread out while you hang out, eat out, or work out. Learn more at CrosstownConcourse.com. Memphis, you can keep the soul of Memphis alive by supporting WYXR. Donate at WYXR.org. All donations are tax deductible, as WYXR is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. B.B. King talks about hard drugs. I believe that the younger ones are subsiding in that now. They are not, I think they're finding out that it's really no good and we're losing too many people. I think I can understand 
why a lot of the people have gone into drugs. Because so many times I've been so frustrated because I couldn't get things to work like I want them to. And this sometimes can really mess up your mind. If a guy is not using his mind and don't try to be really strong, you could really go, go into anything. It's just like they used to say about alcohol, and this I do know, that whatever problem you had when you got drunk, when you get through, you got two, because you got a hangover plus that other problem is still there. And that's the same thing I think about hard drugs. So I say, you know, it's no good. No, no good. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Welcome back to Real Talk. This is Chip on this Monday evening. We are very Happy to have you with us uh, on the program tonight. Criminal justice reform has been a major issue. I can, I, I think I'm pretty safe to say uh, in Memphis and Shelby County for quite some time. And uh, my first guest is a is a gentleman who um, is deals with this on a daily basis, uh, fighting for those who uh, can't fight for themselves, um, trying to. Um, deal in a very frank and open way with criminal justice reform. And uh, his organization recently got a major grant from the National Football League. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first, let me introduce Josh Pickler. He's the executive director of Just City. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, Chip. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. So, Josh, for for our listeners who really don't know exactly what Just City is all about and the work that you do on a daily basis uh, for so many, uh, could you lay it out for us, please? Sure, sure. I mean, we exist mostly for systems change. we uh, criminal justice reform organization, about five years old. We have a few programs that help people directly, but the idea is always to use use the, what we learn from helping folks and, and use the data that we generate from doing that to, uh, to inform real change. Like, for example, in Expungement, which is one program that a lot of folks know us for, we've for years been helping people navigate that really complicated system that can help people get their criminal records sealed. Uh, and it's expensive, or it has been more expensive in Tennessee. And so we've done that for hundreds of people. We've used that information and the data that we've generated to help um, the state or to, to urge the state to change the amount of money that it costs for people to do that. So that's fee has gone from $450 to $100, thanks in large part to our efforts over the past few years. We also have a bail fund. We're hoping to do the same thing with Money Bail and a few other programs, but always with an eye toward uh, toward making the system smaller and fairer and, and more humane. So you talked a minute ago about uh, the expungement program, and I want to kind of piggyback off of that. You said it was $450, and now, uh, thanks to your work and your efforts, uh, it's down to one hundred dollars. How did you how did you end up um, making that happen? I mean, that that, that that seems to be a pretty wide gap between four fifty and one hundred dollars. Uh, so tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, it just it, 
from the very beginning, it never made a lot of sense. It wasn't a good policy. It, just, it didn't make fiscal sense for the state to be charging that amount of money. It didn't make good policy sense to, to have a fee that was that high. And so, you know, the, the short answer is that we have a lobbyist and we we go to the General Assembly just like any other interest group does. And, and you know, we're, we're very fortunate to be able to have a lobbyist. And he, uh, you know, I think just painted that picture for the lawmakers who could change it, and especially for Governor Lee when he took office, who he was interested in doing some criminal reform stuff early on, and he came to us and said, what are, what are some things that you guys want to do? And well, we immediately pointed to that fee, which we had gotten reduced a little bit uh, already, but uh, he was able to push it across the finish line and, and basically eliminated the state version of the fee. It's still $100, and that's just a local fee. So you just, you know, it was an opportunity to point out a, a policy that didn't make any sense. It was, it was not generating a lot of money, and it was holding a lot of people back. And uh, speaking of that, and by the way, we're speaking, if you're just joining us, speaking with Josh Pickler, he is the executive director of Just City. How much has that assisted, maybe a silly question on his face, but how much has that assisted so many out there in terms of expungement for getting a second chance out here to be able to take care of their families and take care of their responsibilities uh, in terms of just being able to do that? Yeah, I mean, the, the expungement issue is really about uh, workforce. I mean, it's really about getting people uh, into the workforce, into jobs that are that are meaningful and substantial and can help them take care of their family. Um, when you have a criminal record, uh, you end up working temporary jobs, part-time jobs, and you have to sort of cobble together a, a living and an income. And uh, we've seen, you've seen it time and time again where people who finally get that record sealed, get that record cleared, they get permanent employment. They get a better job. They get a promotion, right. and then uh, their income Im- improves. They, they have better hours. They're at home at night instead of working the night shift, and they're able to be with their family and their kids. So uh, it can make a big difference. Of course, it doesn't do that for everyone. Sometimes it's just peace of mind. Mm-hmm. We've uh, rep- you know we've helped people who are old and retired, but have had a, you know something on their record for 20, 30 years, and they just want it off there because they have grandchildren and they don't want their grandchildren to know about it or something like that. Sure, so sure. All, all sorts of reasons why people want it done. But usually it's about working. Well, that is uh, a major component. And, of course, that, that obviously if people work, it helps the tax base as well. So it, right. it really is something that is not just um, helpful to the individual who is uh, going through this, but really for the whole economic picture of, of the city and the county. Am I correct in that? Yeah, I mean, we think so. I mean, we think having policies that are that are, you know, like this the fee. I mean, having a, a policy like that that was prohibitive for so many people, uh, and then and you know, expungement is still not easy to get because it's it's very the, the qualifications are very difficult to meet. And so, yeah, we're setting ourselves artificial barriers to people getting back into our workforce. And so, the more people we can get into the workforce, as you said, the tax base can grow. And, you know, we want people working. People who, who are working and have opportunity and, and can prosper are also less likely to end up back in the criminal legal system. So talk to us about this $200,000 grant award you got from the NFL. Uh, for those of you who are not informed, that is the National Football League. Uh, they have seen, <laughs> they have seen uh, on the serious side, very interested I guess, in cases that they've had to deal with the last few years in reference to the criminal justice system. Josh, talk to us about how this all came about. Uh, well, it, it was part of the NFL's Inspire Change uh, social justice program. And, and 
part of that is a, a lot of money set aside by the owners and the players for grants. And so we were asked to apply back in December, and we uh, we did, and we you know we got the grant as you said, and just really excited to be a part of that. Uh, you know, the, the NFL players in particular have been on the forefront of the issues that uh, this country has struggled with over the past 12 months, especially. And, you know, starting with Colin Kaepernick uh, several years ago, who ironically, you know, back then was, was blacklisted. And, and right. uh, he was kept from playing in that league. Well, now the league is giving money to organizations like Just City and, and dozens of organizations around the country doing very important work about the same kinds of things that Colin Kaepernick and, and other players at the time were uh, were trying to draw attention to. So, you know, the NFL has a lot of work to do still, as as do all of us. But uh, we're very excited to be a part of their um, their program and, 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 you know, hoping that they continue to fund good work like this across the country because uh, we've got a lot of work to do. So, Josh, what does this uh, grant award, uh, what will it allow you to do um, as an organization now? Yeah, well, I mean, we've talked a little bit about what we what we do. We're not going to expand any of those programs but i mean in an organization of our size with you know, uh, just a handful of folks working and a relatively small budget uh, a gift like this gives us cushion and it gives us breathing room and it gives us the ability to really focus on what's next and to uh to really uh, you know get more folks into our programs like the clean slate fund for expungement and, and focus more on how to make the bail fund as, as efficient and smooth as we can, and more importantly with bail in particular, to look ahead to a better policy for how how we decide who goes to jail and who doesn't. So it just it, it really um, you know it, it sets us up in a good way financially, but again, more importantly, I think it says how far we've come as uh, as a community and as a country that that an organization like the National Football League will. Uh, we'll fund stuff like this because this is disruptive. We, we are not satisfied with the status quo, and many of the organizations that were funded are disruptors. And so um, more than the money almost, it's exciting to have uh, have the validation of the National Football League and those players. I was going to say just that. Do you think that uh, the NFL – being as prominent as they now are or seem to be in, in, in reaching out to various um, um, cities and, and counties around the country and doing what they're doing with this program, do you think or hope that will open up uh, some of the avenues to some of the other major corporations in this country, some of the other major businesses around, uh, even other sports leagues, to say, hey, look, this is a genuine problem here, and we can do something about it, maybe to help at least to assist. Yeah, I do. I do hope that, and I know that you know. We, we all know if you watch any sporting event, you you learn about the the things that players are interested in, in and the things that players are funding, and so that stuff's been going on for years. You know, right. a lot of players in the NFL, a lot of players in the NBA, they have experiences that are similar to the folks we're we're trying to help, and and the folks who who go through the criminal legal system, and so that that's been happening. But I think, yeah, I think what. What I have hope for when we get an award like this is that we'll begin to work on the systems that that make you know mentoring necessary, that make uh, you know uh, food uh, pantries necessary. You know these are system problems. This is not because we don't have enough food, or it's not because we uh, you know we just we're doing things wrong and we're doing things that are you know, damaging doing more damage than they are good I and mean, that is particularly true uh, with the criminal legal system we are uh, we are not uh, getting people justice victims included we are not uh, giving people second chances and we're not making ourselves safer safer usually with the with the policies that we have so 
what we want at Just City is to is to turn toward the, the policies and the systems themselves, and we want to disrupt those and, and and find better ways. There are better ways, and we know what they are. We just have to have the the will and the uh, the inclination to make those decisions differently. Uh, wrapping up with Josh Spickler, the executive director of Just City, uh, who are uh, a group and an organization uh, who are dedicated to criminal justice reform, bail reform, and 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 and, and so many other issues. Josh, before I let you go, um, what type of receptivity? Um, are you um, experiencing, if any, or continue pushback from the city and county governments here uh, in Memphis and Shelby County? Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks for that, Chip. You know, we're mostly working in county systems. Criminal, the criminal justice system is mostly a county system. Right. Obviously, police is the big area where the city is involved. Right. And so, uh, you know, with courts and, and attorneys and jail and bail and all those things, those are county systems. And so we have, you know, we have a progressive uh, leadership right now at the county. Mayor Harris has has had um, his eye on some of these issues for a long time, and the the county commission is now made up mostly of people who are who are very sympathetic to these issues. And so, I think the reception is good. I, I think um, you know the 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 work that needs to be done is still um, it's big and bold, and that's you know that's what I hope to see more of in in the future is boldness because these things aren't. Uh, you know, we're chipping away at expungement fees, right? That's not going to drastically alter the number of people who are filling our jails over the next few months sure. and years. Sure. We've got to start making very different decisions, and, it, and it's going to take bold leadership. And so that's what I hope to see. We have the people there who can do it. We work closely with them. We, uh, we're we on teams with them. And so uh, I'm encouraged by that. But uh, we have a lot of very difficult and, and big work to do, and we need to get to it. Josh Pickler, Executive Director of Just City. Thank you, sir, for what you do uh, for so many uh, that goes unnoticed around this 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 city and this county. But but I notice it, and and I'm sure many other people notice it as well. Thank you for taking time to be with us on this broadcast, and I hope that you will come back in in the future. I really do. Anytime, Chip. Thanks for giving me a chance to talk about it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Okay. Bye. Josh Spickler, ladies and gentlemen, uh, great conversation with him uh, about uh, Just City and his organization that he uh, is uh, heading up. And, of course, the $200,000 grant that they got from the NFL, uh, which will hopefully uh, give them even more power to make more change in terms of the expungement programs and the bail programs and some of the other uh, systematic criminal justice uh, reforms that need to be made here in Memphis and Shelby County. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about scams, and we're going to talk about them with the executive director, president, rather, and CEO of the Better Business Bureau. His name is Randy Hutchinson. My name is Chip Washington. This is Real Talk. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back. Like what you're hearing? WYXR is a listener-supported station. Help keep the sound of Memphis alive by donating at WYXR.org. We're the Staples Singers. 
I'm Yvonne, Cleo, Mavis. And I'm Papa. I'd just like to say, please, don't use dangerous drugs because it's detrimental to your soul and your life. We need you, young people. Don't use drugs. Please stay away from girls. Hi, this is Eddie Floyd. Did you ever see a guy looking for a job? Pretty sad sight. Chances are he was a dropout. I'm asking each and every one of you to hold on with both hands to your education and don't be a dropout. Hi, Carla Thomas speaking. Listen, there's no harm in staying in school. You gain so much and you have so much more to offer to your country, yourself, and to other young people who will follow in your footsteps. There's a key to the door of your future in the classroom. Go and get it and do something with it. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. All right, welcome back to Real Talk. Uh, I'm Chip Washington on this Monday, very happy to have you with us and very happy to have my next guest with us tonight. You know, we live in a world where folks, unfortunately, are not always as honest as they could be. And uh, that means scams and lots and lots of scams. And, of course, uh, we are dealing with the greatest pandemic this country and world has ever seen. And, yes, there are individuals who are actually scamming folks in reference to COVID-19. So to talk about that, I... I, I went out to recruit my own uh, superhero. He is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. He is Randy Hutchinson. Randy, welcome to the show. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm not sure about that superhero stuff, That's but I'm right, uh, glad to talk to you. That's all right. Take the label, man. Take the label. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, 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 so listen, um, you know, of course, uh, you know, um, keeping us safe from these uh, – Folks out here who love to scam and love to take from others um, is your business. And uh, mm-hmm. when I read recently that uh, even folks are out to scam folks in reference to COVID nineteen, I said, "Well, listen, I have to, I have to talk to him about that." So, talk to me about what's going on in terms of the latest COVID nineteen scam. For goodness sake, well, you know, crooks follow the headlines to make their scams more believable to seem more legit and they rely on people's emotions to kind of get out in front of their good judgment at times to make their scams work and there is nothing that's more in the headlines and nothing more emotional than uh, COVID-19 so they are running rampant and the scams are evolving Uh, you know we're what are we about 10 months into this pandemic yes sir and if you go back to the early months most of the scams we were seeing were around uh, stimulus payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, uh, the, the crooks were going to help you get your stimulus payment. This was one back in March, March and April, the CARES Act, going to help you get your stimulus payment if you paid a fee or you provided some information, and some people fell for it. And then over the next three, four, five months, really saw a lot of 
bogus treatments. In fact, the Federal Trade Commission and the Food and Drug Administration sent over 330 warning letters to companies who were peddling uh, treatments. Uh, the FTC actually referred to them as tablets, trinkets, and treatments that they said could treat, cure, even prevent uh, COVID-19. I oh, uh, actually had to take enforcement action. Most of them, when they send the uh, warning letter, the people wise up and stop making the bogus claims. Well, some of them they actually had to prosecute, but they were dietary supplements, uh, bracelets, amulets. Uh, even uh, one outfit said uh, their indoor tranny, uh, tanning treatments could help people. Oh, uh, but some of them were a bit more believable, things like stem cell treatments and IV infusions, which are legitimate treatments for certain kinds of ailments, uh, are the kind of things that people might say, well, you know, I hear about that, that maybe that's real, but uh, they're not real for, uh, for COVID-19. Uh, later, we saw job scams, uh, people supposedly going to get hired to be a contact tracer, uh, websites selling hard-to-get cleaning supplies, Clorox, Lysol, stuff that you couldn't find at the grocery store or the drugstore. All of a sudden, you go on a website, they had plenty of it, uh, but they didn't really. And when you provided your credit card information, you never got the, uh, the, the supplies. The Federal Trade Commission shut down 25 websites that were peddling Clorox and Lysol products oh, that man. they really didn't have, but they, they pirated those companies' uh, uh, logos and uh, images of their products. Uh, there were uh, offers for people to participate in clinical trials for a vaccine, but ultimately you'd have to pay a fee or provide some sort of personal information. And now what we're seeing, no surprise, stimulus payments are back in the news or new stimulus programs. So now people are getting bogus offers for stimulus payments again. And more worrisome, we're starting to see offers that supposedly are going to let people get in front of the line to get the vaccine. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, but boy. they've got to pay a fee or they've got to provide personal information. And unfortunately, some people have done it. So uh, and we're speaking with uh, Randy Hutchinson, the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. So, so Randy, when these uh, cases come your way and uh, you get phone calls from folks, uh, you know, asking about this, that or the other, um, does it I guess you've been doing this a long time, obviously, but. I mean, yep. does it, yep. does it, but does it get, but do, but do you get angry sometimes when, you know, some of these scams come through that are just unbelievably just um, evil? <clears throat> Certainly get angry. And, but I, I have to tell you, at times I get disappointed that, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the people fall for them. The vast majority of people don't. The vast majority of people get some email or text message or phone call from somebody says i'm here to help you you just got to pay a fee or you got to provide your bank account or credit card or social security number most people know better but again just enough fall for it to make it profitable for the crooks and the crooks many of these crooks by the way are overseas crime rings uh they're they're business people they're not going to keep offering their product and their product is the scam unless there's enough people falling for it to make it Worthwhile, so I am disappointed that uh, unfortunately people uh, do fall for them. But uh, but most folks know better. And by the way, it isn't just consumers. The Federal Trade Commission just uh, sent out a sent us an email, sent me an email asking us to get the word out that uh, they're starting to get reports of businesses being solicited uh, for help to get uh, stimulus payments. Uh, uh, businesses are getting 
communications from the Small Business Administration Offer of Disaster Assistance, which actually is a real government agency name, Uh but they're not reaching out to businesses and offering to help them get a loan or a stimulus payment uh, for a fee, which is what the the FTC says is happening. Well, you know, I I, I will have to, I'm going to have to uh, uh, show some full disclosure here, Randy. I I almost got taken recently uh, in in a scam. I, I was at work and I was uh, looking at my email and saw something that popped up that said uh, from Amazon and I and I do buy stuff mm-hmm. from Amazon yep. Um, yep. but but I but I got I got a, a, a email that said that uh, there was a purchase made on an Amazon card with my name uh, on it uh, for five thousand dollars for a television set and you know, I was I wasn't having a good day at work, so my head was yeah. a little my head was a little <laughs> twisted. But it took me. Um, I called them and I said, "Well, what is what is this all about?" Well, you know, someone took out a you know credit card, you know, or, um, and that was approved with your name on it. Of course, it was in another state. You know, it was a, a completely in another place I'd never been to. And it still took me a minute to figure out exactly what he was talking about. And he said he took out a three hundred dollar, uh, there was a some some three hundred dollar you know credit or something that they got that they used that I was responsible for. And then I kept going, well, what is this all about? He said, well, hang on a second. So then he put me on hold and came back and said, well, uh, um, it was for um, PayPal. And they, 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 we're going to forsake that. We're going to pay that. And then he came to the point where he asked me for my credit card number. And that is mm-hmm. when I woke up and said, yep. sorry, thank you, click, goodbye. I mean, so, I mean, they can really get us with some of these. I mean, it, it's unbelievable how creative they are, at least from my perspective. Well, you know, there's an old saying. I don't remember exactly what it is, but the gist of it is, if all of these people would put their smarts and their talents to uh, good instead of bad, but um, but at least uh, you know you called and you checked. And again, some of our advice to folks is, if you get an unsolicited uh, phone call, text message, email, uh, asking you with some story that seems believable, but asking you right up front for credit card or personal information, health uh, information, uh, bank account information, yeah. Uh, just don't respond. If you have any sense that it's legit, find a phone number that you know is the right phone number yeah. and call them back. And, and you know, so many of these emails, uh, you get an attack. It says, you know, see the attachment for the information, see the attachment for information about the bogus Amazon charge or, you know, this past holiday season about the FedEx or UPS tried to deliver something and we weren't able to deliver it. You yeah. need to click here to reschedule just clicking on a link or an attachment in an email can download malware to your computer and and, uh, cause you all kinds of problems that's very very important information now randy if someone does have um, a a a hint or uh are suspicious of uh, something that they have received please give them the information that they can uh, have to call you uh, so you all can check it out yeah well you can call us at uh, 800-222-8754 or a local number, 759-1300. You know, we don't just uh, help people avoid scams. We help them also uh, decide whether a real business is a good business or a bad business. So you can come to bbb.org, check out a company anywhere in the country, file a complaint.
complain about a company anywhere in the country. Uh, but check them out. Uh, you can call us. You can uh, <clears throat> come to our website. Be, be skeptical of miracle health claims. Understand that when it comes time for you to get a vaccine, you, there may, I think, be some small administrative fee that some providers will charge, but you're not going to have to pay for the vaccine itself. Uh, and you're not going to get, uh, when it's your turn, check with the health department. They'll let you know when, uh, depending on your medical condition, your age, your job, uh, when you're going to be eligible to get the vaccine. You're not going to be able to get in front of the line by paying a fee to somebody else. Randy Hutchinson, thank you so much for taking some time to uh, give our listeners some very wise advice. And, of course, uh, call the Better Business Bureau if you have any questions about anything that's uh, suspicious, no matter if it's a business or a credit card or anything in between. Randy, thank you so much for taking some time, and uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? Good, good. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Bye. Randy Hutchinson. Good advice, excellent advice, tremendous advice. Um, and, you know, they can catch you on a bad day. I can tell you that right now because they almost caught me on a bad day. I mean, I mean, these guys are so expert in smooth and slick the way they operate. But, you know, sometimes common sense kicks in, and I'm just thankful it kicked in for me that day. All right, I'm Chip. Uh, we have one more guest on this fine broadcast, so we're going to take our Final break of the broadcast, and when we come back, we will talk with Daryl Cobbins. This is Real Talk. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. B.B. King talks about hard drugs. I believe that the younger ones are subsiding in that now. They are not, I think they're finding out that it's really no good and we're losing too many people. I think I can understand why a lot of the people have gone into drugs because so many times I've been so frustrated because I couldn't get things to work like I want them to. And this sometimes can really mess up your mind. If a guy is not using his mind and don't try to be really strong, you could really go, go into anything. It's just like they used to say about alcohol, and this I do know, that whatever problem you had when you got drunk, when you get through, you got two, because you got a hangover plus that other problem is still there. And that's the same thing I think about hard drugs. So I say, you know, it's no good. No, no good. Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. 
And we are back. Welcome back to Real Talk. I am your host, Chip Washington. Uh, happy to have you with us on this Monday evening. And, uh, you know, there are things that have gotten lost uh, in the Memphis and Shelby County area in, in terms of pro- projects and construction and a lot of other things that are going on in this town because we've been so focused like a laser beam on this pandemic called COVID-19. But there are actually projects that are being developed, um, building projects in this town to sort of, you know, improve uh, the city and, you know, bring additional revenue and people into town and in, in, into, you know, certain areas of town. Um, you know, we're going to be building apartments and we're going to be building, you know, big just huge structures, entertainment venues, the whole nine yards. Well, I have a gentleman on the phone uh, who's going to talk with us a little bit about that. He is Daryl Cobbins, and he is the president, principal broker of Universal Commercial Real Estate, and he's also the president of the 100 Black Men uh, organization uh, here uh, in Memphis. And, uh, Daryl, you there? I'm here. I'm here. Man, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking some time out to talk to us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Man, listen, uh, so, you know, like I said, uh, you know, we tend to kind of get singularly focused on in one direction around here, but there are actually other things going on. And you're part of a very big project. They've been talking about this for a long time. There's an area of town over by the fairgrounds and in the Coliseum, old Coliseum over there uh, that used to host Liberty Land and, and a lot of other things back in the day. Well, it's been run down, you know, for some time now. But you are part of a group in uh, an organization that is trying to help to revitalize. Talk to us a little bit about the project uh, that is going to uh, uh, hopefully change the landscape in that part of town. Sure. Uh, well, it's called Liberty Park. Yes, sir. And it's basically a, um, a re-envisioning of what we have known, Memphians and, and people who've been around a long time, historically known as the fairground. Mm-hmm. And so we're, you know, sort of changing the, the name and branding and paradigm around that to give it a new, um, a new life and new vision. And I'm sure, as you know, since um, the Mid-South Fair uh, relocated to um, DeSoto County, since Liberty Land was demolished, since the Coliseum was closed and mothballed, uh, the fairground site sat there uh, really for decades almost, um, just sort of underutilized, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And there were several different initiatives and iterations of city government administrations who were trying to kick something off there. Uh, But um, most recently, under uh, the Strickland administration, they uh, and Paul Young, who's the head of housing and community development. Yes, sir. They wanted to recast a new vision for the site as a mixed use uh, sports and entertainment um, and residential and business uh, mixed-use destination. And I don't know if if many of your listeners may have gone to other cities. In Atlanta, there's an area or a similar-type project that was called Atlantic Station, and it took a former industrial yard and converted it to a mixed-use environment. Okay. In Dallas, I think they call it Texas Live. There's something similar. 
uh, in Los Angeles, that there's a place called L.A. Live, which I've been right. to. I have too. Yes, sir. Similar, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. where you have this sort of live, work, play environment, <clears throat> where um, in in Memphis's instance, the centerpiece and the linchpin of it all is a 200,000 square foot amateur sports complex that uh, is being built and will be managed by an organization called Eastern Sports Management out of Wisconsin, which does these types of facilities around the country. And so the goal there is to draw national, regional, and local youth sports tournaments. Um, uh, and, those, and those sports range from basketball, volleyball, cheerleading, uh, outside sports like um, soccer. <clears throat> and the goal is to create there. You know, a, a national draw, but a 24-7 uh, year-round sports uh, draw that basically brings people in from all over the country. And so in support of that uh, will be this um, essentially mixed-use development that will include uh, two limited-service hotels, which are about 100 rooms each. Mm-hmm. Uh, which are being developed by uh, African-American gentlemen out of Washington, D.C. Um, about 100 to 150 apartment units, which are being developed by an African-American gentleman here in Memphis. Okay. okay. Um, an office, uh, about 77,000 square feet of Class A office space, mm-hmm. which um, you know we think will be attractive to organizations that may have been looking to be in the midtown area but didn't have that quality office product that you find in other parts of the city yes sir and then um of course retail amenities uh whether that's you know your restaurants your shops your you know ice cream places rest you know things that support uh people being there 24 hours a day seven days a week for different purposes yeah and most recently, in December, it was announced that uh, High Five, which is a national family entertainment center like a main event or a Dave & Buster's, uh, they signed a letter of intent to build a um, roughly 60,000-square-foot facility there on site. So wow. uh, all of this, this will basically be new ground-up construction. So nothing you see there now um, you know, as far as barren land, will be barren any longer once these other facilities are built up. And um, and the goal is to have something there for locals as well as tourists uh, and just bring new life to that destination. Man, and the, the tagline that we have for it is central to everything. Well, absolutely. Because oh, yeah. just based on its radius, uh, you can get to it or get get to other parts of Shelby County generally within 15, 20 minutes. Man. So it's pretty much central to everything. Man, this is really something here. And uh, I know I have a lot of time left, but but I really want to, um, uh, I mean, this. first of all, congratulations on, on even being part of all of this. This sounds yeah. absolutely like the, like the shot in the arm that Memphis really needs. But, but quickly, what, what is the timetable for, for all of this, if, if, if you have one yet? Yeah, the, the goal is to have the sports uh, facility up and running by fall of 2022. Okay. And the other uh, the other pieces will be coming on shortly thereafter. Okay. So uh, so it's probably 
you know, probably two years from now, you'll see it, you know, officially up and running and, and underway. And, um, you know, of course, the goal is to reestablish it as a, a gathering place where you can still go to Tigers games. You can still do everything that you want to do. Uh, but there's a much more dynamic site and a much more um, inviting destination there. And uh, just to give out the website for anybody that wants Absolutely. to look at it in greater detail. Absolutely. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. You can go to libertyparkmemphis.com. And there's a ton more detail there that'll give you some visuals as well as uh, detailed information on what's possible. Man, you have really given me uh, something to look forward to. And I'm going to check out the website and I'm going to stay in touch with you uh, as we move forward with this. uh, When we break ground and, you know, as, as this thing becomes closer to reality, because this sounds like an amazing project. And uh, of course, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic that you're a part of it as well. So uh, will you, uh, will you stay in touch with us and uh, keep us posted on what's coming? I certainly will. I'll be back anytime you want to have me. I'll be on. Man, thank you so much, uh, Daryl, for uh, taking some time uh, and coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And you and I will talk soon. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot, Chip. Take care, man. Okay. Well, I tell you what, Liberty Park, uh, what a way to end this broadcast, man. That, if you Can you imagine that? Um, just a whole new look for the old fairgrounds area down there. I'm talking about with retail, with apartments, with a sports complex, with, with uh, you know, I mean, you know, fun and games right outside of the, the football stadium. That's a big, big, big deal. And I, I look forward to seeing what that's going to be all about in the next uh, two years or so. Thanks very much to all my guests tonight, uh, Josh Spickler from Just City, uh, Randy Hutchinson from the Better Business Bureau, and, of course, uh, Daryl Cobbins uh, from uh, Universal Commercial Real Estate. Another great show. Uh, Thanks to Marquette. Thanks to Adam uh, and uh, for being here tonight to help us out. And as we uh, take our leave, uh, as always, I want to say thank you uh, very much for uh, listening Uh, My new tagline is, it's an hour worth your time. It really is. This is a pretty good show, and uh, uh, my job is to provide you with uh, information uh, that uh, you need. And as Marquette hits that theme song, um, uh, I just want to say once again, happy birthday to uh, Daisy Orr, uh, Cousin Daisy, 85 years young today. Congratulations to you. And to each and every one of you out there, you know, I always like to say, uh, if the Lord says so, I'll be back here at the same time, the same station. And uh, hopefully when I sit behind the mic, I do it a little bit better. But in the meantime, uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, okay? Let's lift each other up and support and encourage each other, okay? And more importantly, let's pray for each other. Um, it does mean something. Uh, so uh, for Marquette, for Adam, and uh, for myself, uh, I'm Chip, and I'm out.